Hi, uh, and welcome to episode 61 of Speaks Therapy Murmuring, the Speaks Therapy Podcast by Chris Ward, Speaks Therapist. I'm trying to be as quiet as possible because I've got Etta in the car, and uh, she's literally just fallen asleep, so um, if I'm a bit quieter than normal, I do apologise. Um, I've been getting a lot of questions from Speaks Therapy practice owners, um, occupational therapy, private practice owners, and EPs on how to value their company, and... I, I have to be brutally honest, I haven't got a clue. Um, your company's only worth what somebody else will pay for it. Um, I sold LST for, so I, well, I valued it at the time. Um, we'd had two years of negative loss, of, of two, two years of, of negative net profit of like 150,000 loss, two years in a row. But our top line was uh, one million pound in revenue. Um, and we were turning ourselves around in terms of the kind of profitability of the company. Um, we, were one of the, we were one of the cheapest private speech therapy companies with regards to how, how schools could commission us um, at £250 per day, which the going rate at the moment is like 450 five, between 450 and 650 from what I understand. So we were, we were growing a market share. And then we were going to push the price up a bit um, and become more profitable with the economies of scale, etc. Um, with that in mind, I valued the company at the time at 800000 So we were making a loss, um, and we'd, we're making a considerable loss, and I valued the company at 800000 um, because I considered the brand, I, I considered the potential, but I could also see how expensive speech therapists, OTs and EPs were to employ and I didn't really agree with the associate model at the time. So with that in mind, um, I'm now getting kind of contacted by practice owners that are kind of similar amounts in terms of revenue, maybe a bit higher in terms of revenue, um, and kind of strong profit margins. But the issue is who is going to buy a private practice? Um, I have quite a few contacts within the industry um, in terms of private healthcare and ed- private education, um, so kind of several kind of high wealth, net, high net worth kind of individuals who are in the market for buying practices. But when people value their company, what I'm finding is when I look at their books, yes, they're making a profit, but as a company owner, they're not taking a salary. So to replace me, LST. You needed to employ someone at a CEO level with kind of the amount of time to invest in the development of the company. So you're not talking a nine to five person. You're talking someone who would be happy to do 60 hour weeks like I would do. So you're looking at a typical salary of well, for a CEO of a small company, what, 100,000, 120,000? Um, I was offered 120,000 120, for, for the final um, three years of working for LST to keep it running. So you really do need that kind of level of expertise and you can't, in my mind, you can't just employ a clinician. You need someone who's got the ex- expertise in growing the company, steering it clinically, um, but also con- kind of cons- kind of a good ear to the ground in terms of what's changing within private practice and g- general kind of child kind of child development services, etc. So when we when you value your company, the first thing you need to do is think, how much am I doing as a practice owner? How much am I paying myself? And how much would it cost to replace me? Because it's easy to look at someone's books and say, great, they're making a profit. But if they're not taking a salary themselves, then 
you need to take that off the potential profit the company could uh, could be making so that essentially someone's buying the company and the company runs itself um even in the practices where the, where the company owners are actually paying themselves either paying themselves their salary or salary plus dividends consider the whole of that amount but also think the amount as a private practice owner you're doing that you're not paying yourself for or that if you were to subcontract out, like subcontract that out work out um your kind of 15 hour mondays your 16 hour tuesdays your seven days a week 365 days a year kind of contactability and all that kind of they call it um is it black book um so all the work and clients that are attached to you as an individual so that if you left the company if it was to be sold are they secure in terms of would the company still be able to provide that service or would that would them services then try and look for you when you've left um i was really careful when i left lst that i didn't take any clients with me i had the vast majority of schools i had were in lst's name obviously but i was the common denominator i found the contracts i nurtured the contracts i kept people happy with regards to schools and obviously individual farms that i'd worked with so the risk for someone buying a company isn't just how much revenue, how much profit, and how much it would cost to put someone in to run that company, but are the clients that the therapists are seeing, um, are they contracts? So are they kind of secure, kind of from a legal perspective, are the schools kind of contracted? Are they contracted for one year to the end of the year, for another two years, three years? And is there a risk? that should the person you're buying the company from set up again, could they, if they wanted, take that work with them? Um, and I'm not saying, like, physically take the work with them. So me ringing up all the schools saying, right, I've set up WTS, come, come and bring all your, um, I will now provide your therapy. Or I'll find an associate or an employee to provide your therapy. But there's nothing stopping a school when you, if you sell a practice and you're providing to 100 schools, there's nothing stopping 90 of those schools deciding, actually, we want to go where Chris has gone or we want to go where whoever's gone and work with their service rather than the new provider. So there's a lot to consider. Um, if you've got any questions, feel free to um, kind of let me know. Um, obviously, this is an entrepreneurial side, the kind of the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial side of speech therapy or kind of working independently. Um, so, and again, I'm not I'm not an accountant, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I'm just someone who's lived the experience, and I could see how my valuation of the company is lower than what others are valuing their company right now and i feel strongly that the brand that we had and the following we had and the kind of the constant referral streams that we had yes were connected to me as an individual but they've kind of continued since i left and that was where the value of the company was not just on the on the revenue so think about everything when you're kind of valuing your company yes speak to accountants speak to finance advisors but your accountant is only going to know from a from a figures perspective 
I'm happy to look over what people are kind of being offered. I'm happy to kind of help people work out the valuation of their company from a kind of branding and a referrals and a kind of profit perspective because um, I kind of have a good idea. I also have, like I say, a good connection. So if people are looking to sell their companies. Um, I've had four in the last year come to me for this advice um, and it's, 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 I'm, I'm happy to join the dots. I've got the people. I've got people um, that I'm connected to now that are looking to buy practices, looking to grow what they already have, um, and I'm happy to connect those dots if needed. Right, everyone, take care. Thanks. Bye.